Looking for a job isn't easy. It used to be that you could apply at a big name tech company and build a great career for yourself. But times have changed. Many of these companies have gone full woke. And if you aren't the right gender, ethnicity, you don't use pronouns, or if you're not an activist for the preferred cause, then good luck. Why would you risk your career on that? At Red Balloon, we're connecting good employees with top quality companies that value you for your skills and your work ethic, not your social activism score. Employers who post jobs on Red Balloon are focused on creating an enjoyable and productive work culture, free from divisive woke mandates. So if you want to find a serious career path without the nonsense, come to Red Balloon and post your resume today. Because you shouldn't have to choose between your job and your values. That's redballoon.work, where you can find your future. focus over there so if it's a little blurry don't worry about it hey y'all welcome to cross politics on the fight left network yeah, yeah it might be it might be if linux looks good then that's all that matters okay fast toby talk knocks on the water boy and our, our good buddy linux from acu voting Bakum's college in uh zambia africa yeah and uh good to have you out here linux. it's great to be here yeah thank yeah, you thank you um there's like so many announcements but but I, I, we want to make sure you guys update the app okay the new app has been launched. It, it got launched last week, but you, some some of you guys don't update your apps, don't have an automatic update under settings. Because they don't want to be, you know. They don't want to be controlled by Apple or Google. I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. So go in, update yeah. your app, and yeah. you'll get a far superior uh, app experience. And uh, right now you can view the trailer to This America in the app, and the ne first two episodes drop on Friday. This America. Oh, they drop, uh, on, uh, drop Friday. on Friday. So, okay. So drop on Friday. Family night. <laughs> Did you know that? I Friday know night. That. Friday night family night. I said that in the text. I mean, literally. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. I am. yeah. <laughs> and then I hit uh, emphasize in the text. And it went, you know. And um, All I heard so, was a whip cracking. So yeah. we can get them done. So, so the, they drop immediately. The, the new the app, app is, is up to date. And, that was a month ago. <laughs> and uh, uh, our magazine, the uh, American uh, Marriage Sodomized ad Issue, which I've oh. heard great feedback already. People have really enjoyed About this magazine article? so far. <laughs> and I, I got another uh, oh. uh, quote. Linux, to, just to read, hold um, still. This is story time. Oh, no, I just lost it. I just <laughs> um, lost it. Where to go? He likes to read his own articles from the magazine. Actually, oh, wow. actually, yeah. this one's from Toby. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, praise God. Because I kind of got a question here about what you were, you know, what you, what was in mind here. <laughs> okay, we're gonna have this conversation. So this right is live, now. real quick. So right now, um, why not? Yeah. This issue's out. Uh, you got to subscribe to the magazine. Unfortunately, if you subscribe to the magazine and you want this issue, email us. We'll send you this issue, what and you'll still get four on? issues. You'll still get four issues. Yeah, right. But email, say, hey, I want that last issue, and, okay. and we'll be able to send it what to you. What page is this? This is page 15, so, or okay. 14. Okay. okay. So Toby, Toby's article is actually, I think, the theme of, of the magazine, American Marriage Sodomized. That's oh. the title of your article. Right. And Toby says, as far as the Supreme Court was concerned, all marriage was homosexual marriage since all marriage is officially and legally fruitless. Yeah. Um, wow. What, what do you mean uh, what, what would you have in the back of your mind when you were? Well, <laughs> if you read the whole article, Gabe, I'm, I'm helping people then, out right then now. You would know. Uh huh. <laughs> well, I think I think the the linchpin is is uh, Obergefell. So the Obergefell right. decision in 2015, um, they said um, that there's more to it than this, but I would right. say that's the linchpin. Right. Where they officially uh, the Supreme Court um, ruled, um, so called, um, mm -hmm. that uh, marriage between two men is exactly the same as a marriage yeah. between a man and a woman. Yeah. Marriage mm -hmm. between two women is exactly yeah. the same as 
a man and a woman. Fruitless. Which means, yeah, yeah that fundamentally, as far as they're concerned, marriage has absolutely nothing to do with procreation yeah. Yeah. and the gift of children. All marriage, according to their... Yep, keep going. R really? Yep, keep right going. Right now, we're going to do that right now. Yep. Um, all marriage is fruitless. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. And and so if children happen to come somehow to some couples, that's just a... A uh, byproduct of it's 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 a it's an accessory. You know, some yeah. people have RVs, some yeah. people have dogs, yeah. some people have kids, yeah. and there's no there's no fundamental yeah. difference, which makes all marriage basically then fundamentally and, gay marriage. And well, your article is very helpful. And I actually, I mean, I think reading through some of these articles with your kids is is yeah. really yeah. good. Well, you absolutely it, destroy sex too, know. like th that yeah. man and woman aren't defined anymore. No. There yep. is no yep. separate differences yeah. between the two. So lastly, our, our friend uh, Ben Greenfield actually sent us this whole box of goodies. Oh my wow. goodness. Um, and I, 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 like he didn't even ask us to plug this on the yo, show. Yo, real, he sent real us quick. this whole Notice, box of goodies. But this? Notice how it's wrapped. It's like it's a Christmas wrapping. Yeah, what was this about? It's like Christmas but this, wrapping. I know, I know. But this like, is amazing. he's got all sorts of um, products that like get GMOs out of it, get all the chemicals out of it and everything. What if we want extra GMOs? Uh, then you can still order that. He's not saying no. Okay. Can I get he's it from just saying, hey, here, here's what I got going on. Like, you know, little um, uh, grain puffs, you know, you buy for your kids when they're, when they're younger. These are grain-free puffs. Oh, so get the grain out of it. You know, big man. box cereal, they messed us up. What? But if you listen to me and Andy's show, we talked about it a little I bit. I like um, more, uh, more big box Grass-fed whole milk toddler formula. Oh my! That's, I didn't even know that was a thing. I, I didn't though. know it was a thing. I right. do now. Uh, yeah. Some of the stuff, but he's got all. You go to Greenfield's uh, Ben Greenfield's website. He's got all sorts of what, MTC what? oil. This is kind of a big thing. MCT oil. Uh, it's kind of a big thing that's ben, going on right now. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, this thanks, is love. I mean, he just loaded some, us up. There's a keto yep. bar. There's some there. Nola bar, some macadamia nut. Whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Came in a those great keto time. bars are pretty good. Chocolate chip cookie dough. Can yeah, I have should, one of these? Yeah, open it. I'll like one right now while we're talking. Yeah, yeah, protein. You want, you want a keto bar? Yeah, let's give it a shot. All right. He's like, I had no idea. This is an American delicacy. Okay. Okay. Here we go. As we approach our upcoming Fight Life East conference, we'd like to let you know what vendors you can check out at the conference this year. We're going to have Accountable to You, Olive Tree Biblical Software, Give, Send, Go, Samaritan Ministries, T-Rex Arms, Maddox, uh, um, Cobal, is that Cobal Systems? NRBTV is going to be there, Sovereign yeah. Financial, Revere Payments, RedBalloon.Work, Brave Books, Pax Mail, oh, Brave Books. Liberty Coalition Canada, um, New St. Andrews College, I think I assume that's NSA, um, uh, Heritage Defense, uh, page 50, yes. my boy Stuart, just mm -hmm. hung out at my house this weekend. Yeah. Can't impress. For like a day GFA World. What's GFA World? You got to find. You got to be there to Stand find out. Stand with Warriors, Huguenot Heritage, yeah. Westminster Effects, Dead Man Walking Podcast, the Ezra <laughs> Institute, that's Joe Boot, Roman Rhodes Press, and more. Did you talk about Peter Ricketts? Um, Peter Ricketts, he's, he's tobacco? a tobacco guy. He's uh, our guy. I'm going to load up when he... When, he uh, Peter? We can't have him at the Ark, but, you know. We're counting, uh, We're going to have him out back in the alley <laughs> selling, selling cigars in the parking lot. And <laughs> the, the, yeah, the black market. Um, anyways, remember, Fight Left Feast, um, uh, the conference is at the Ark Encounter in Kentucky, October 11th through the 14th. Um, I, I want to mention, too, in addition to all those booths that are going to be there all mm -hmm. uh, so there's still room we, we still got room mm -hmm. for a few more sponsors a yeah. few more yep. um a few more booths so if you've got a business uh you got a ministry you got something that you would like to to share uh with um people from all over the country um this is a great opportunity for you so so Absolutely. um so contact at fightlefteast.com yeah. and reach out um and we'll get you hooked up 
uh, Garrison and Adam will hook you up. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to mention is occasionally people ask, um, again, messages. They say, um, is it okay if I bring my, my wife and kids? And I'm like, guys, could you, could you bring them when you left Egypt? This is, <laughs> we are Presbyterians around here. Yeah. We always bring our wife and Come kids. Come on, man. That's Did Noah this bring part of the his deal. wife and kids? Yeah, part of the deal. Uh, <laughs> you have to. Yeah. This is the Ark Encounter. <laughs> Is Noah brought his wife and kids. If Noah brought his wife and kids, you got to bring your <laughs> wife and kids. Now, you know, if they, if they can't absolutely come and you can only come on your own, it's fine. You can come. You can do a little scouting mission. Spy out the land. Um, but, uh, yes, absolutely. Wife and kids are most welcome. Uh, we love it. Since Jump, all our conferences have been full of kids. Yes. Uh, people bring little playpins and put them out there. They put blankets out. They bring mm-hmm. little toys and drawing things. And um, it's a blast. Uh, last year, Red Balloon handed out billions of red balloons, and the kids hot, decided yeah. to pop them yep. in the middle of my talks. Yep. And so, <laughs> right. Thank you, Andrew. We love you. And yes, bring your kids. We love and I don't that. think we've actually had a sponsored coloring sheet this year. Yeah. So if you want to sponsor a coloring sheet. Uh, get you know, your name yeah, on all the coloring name. sheets, and we'll hand them out. And Contact us. There you go. Hey, uh, Gabe already introduced our guest, but I'm going to introduce him again. Lennox Califungua. Yep. Did I get that right? That's right. Perfect. Oh, my, oh man. It's like, it's like California, but fungua. That's right. That's right. Uh, he's from Zambia, Africa. He's brand and marketing specialist, writer, journalist, and public speaker and social commentator with a background in the classical liberal arts. We're going to find out what that background yeah. means in classical yeah. liberal arts. Exactly. What do you mean? Sorry. Having lived in a variety of cultures, he seeks to promote and propagate truth, aesthetics, and goodness in all things. Again, as Gabe mentioned, he's... Uh, he's on several committees at uh, African Christian University. That's right. Uh, there, where uh, again, our good friend uh, Vodi Bakum runs the seminary um, and uh, the school. Is is it, he's, he's dean at the school. Was a that, school of college. School of theology. The school yeah. of theology. There you yeah. go. Good. Okay. So, anyways, and um, our good friends here. Um, Isaac Madsen, Isaac and Faith Madsen yes. are getting ready to move yeah. to yes. work at African Christian University. That's right. Um, yep. They're getting packed up. Yeah. Um, sort of saw them do that last week. And yeah. Yeah. They'll be there in a few weeks. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, great, grateful to have you here, yeah. Lennox, with us, um, hanging out and uh, coming on Cross Politic. No, thank you. It's great to be here. Have you ever seen a Cross Politic show or listened to one? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know what you're getting oh. into. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you didn't let that on when we were talking before the show. So, I, I, was, okay. I was just wondering if anybody warned you about Gabe. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he comes highly recommended from the good doctor, ben Dr. Merkel. Merkel. Yeah, yeah. So, right. yeah. he's probably warned before we were. <laughs> Dr. Merkel was oh, like, yeah. you know, watch out for Gabe. I was, yeah, they I was, will ruin your career. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Let me, I mean, where I'm from, I'm considered a troublemaker. So I think I'm in good company. Well, now. welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. It's good to have you at the table. Yeah, Absolutely. Great to have you. So, okay. so um, uh, we were just checking out um, some of the work you've been doing recently. You yeah. write regularly. Yes. Um, and you have a brand new article out in the Sentinel, yep, I believe it is, right. um, on the Ugandan um, sodomy law yeah. that was just passed not too long ago. Which we've talked right. about on the show. And we, yeah. we covered that some on the show. We covered some of the video footage of the, some of the arguments that sure. happened on the floor of a, sure. uh, of the Ugandan uh, parliament or Congress. Yeah. And, and of course, um, then also um, the World Bank has yes. has recently come out saying, you know, we're investigating all of our, our work in That's Uganda right. because, you know, we don't support any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, Talk to us about what you're seeing going on, both in the in the movement there, sure. in the law itself, yeah. but then also the response. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. Um, so you know, you actually get many different African countries who've taken a very hard stand against the LGBTQ movement. Yes, um, you see many presidents who come out very openly and say, "We do not want this in our country." What are some of them besides Uganda? So 
Zambia is actually one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenya is another one I can cite. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think a few West African countries as well, mm-hmm. uh, which, which is very interesting to me because they have embraced several other progressive ideas, Okay, but they're just not going to cross this specific line here. <laughs> like, um, like what? Like what are some of the other progressive ideas? Feminism. Okay. Mm. Uh, socialism. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. um, and so while they've bought into many neo-Marxist ideologies, right, uh, they, they've kind of drawn a line here. You know, when it comes oh. to sexuality and uh, the fundamental framework of what a marriage is, they've taken a pretty hard stand, um, and that's commendable. It is, um, and many of them will still point back to uh, Christianity as their reason and foundation for holding to these views. Um, Although, I mean, (laughs) it'll be interesting to see how they hold. Um, I think think when coming generations, that's something that can change. And I say that because um, it tends to be an older generation that's really holding the line on this. Mm -hmm. We've Mm -hmm. noticed some, at least I've tracked a little bit over the last number of years with some of the international Christian denominations. Sure. Um, this has happened in the Anglican church right. as well as in the Methodist church in particular, right. mm-hmm. where as the Western part of these denominations goes full woke sure. and full, you know, sexual progressive or whatever you would call it, perversion, sure. uh, LGBTQ, every, everything. Yeah. Um, it's been striking that actually it's been a number of, of African church leaders yeah. in both of those communions right. that have said, no, we're not doing that. We're not yes. going that way. Yes. Although, Interestingly, to line up with your point, yeah. they didn't do it with the ordination of women. Right. Right. They did it when yeah. they started ordaining homosexuals. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and and consecrating, you know, homosexual Precisely. mirage. Yeah, which which is concerning because I really do think, for example, you take the transgender movement. I think that comes downstream from feminism, you know? Yeah. Um if yeah. you can assault the distinct functions between men and women at a societal level, just in terms of how they function. What's going to stop people from believing they can do that biologically as well? Yeah, you know, that's right. 100%. Um, and so that's that's a concern for sure. And what you are starting to see as well is a younger generation who, through public education and through media and entertainment that they consume, they're being exposed to these progressive ideas. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think the next 20, 30 years are going to be very telling. So... Mm-hmm. Um, are you a Christian nationalist? Why'd you take my question? <laughs> I got that written down here. Damn it. <laughs> Let me explain. <laughs> oh, like I, like I said, we've ruined jobs. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Come yeah. on, troublemaker. Yeah. In my mind, this really isn't as complicated. Okay. Um, I think God is sovereign over all things, mm-hmm. including the state. And the state ought to submit to God. All the forms of government should submit to God. Mm-hmm. Um, Preach, preach up. We good. We good. Keep going. And on that basis, all nations ought to be Christian. Mm. Mm. You know, because Christ is Lord over all nations. Well, that's such a white European theology, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm offended. <laughs> And I, 
Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you 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 were suffering the uh, the the hardships of being colonized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus is Lord. I've been colonized by Jesus. Yes. Absolutely. Amen. Uh, that's the best kind of colonialism out there. <laughs> oh. Okay. I see what you did there. <laughs> you know. That's great. Okay. I, I need to back up even before this. Um. Uh. How did you become a Christian? And uh, it sounds like you've grown, you've, you've participated yeah. and you've lived in a number of different countries or cultural contexts. Yeah, sure. Um, so yeah, I grew up between Pretoria, South Africa and, and Lusaka, Zambia. Um, how did I become a Christian? Great question. In many ways, I kind of struggled to answer this question because I can't really point to one specific point in mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. that, oh, now I'm a Christian. Uh, my parents were very faithful um, in raising uh my two young brothers and I to fear the Lord from the time we were young. Wow. Yeah. Uh, they catechized us. Um, we were exposed to the gospel. Uh, they taught us and showed us what it means to be a Christian. And I think all that had a great influence on me walking with the Lord today, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And that's something I'm trying to give to my children as well. So it's, it's yeah. what we like to call around here, the glory of a boring testimony. Absolutely. Yeah. Are your kids baptized? Does bath time count? <laughs> Is there a prophet there or a priest or, you know, a minister? What, what I are we consider doing? myself a priest. Over my <laughs> <laughs> He's a prophet, I, priest, I, and king. I, I, I see what you're doing here. Yeah, that doesn't quite count. <laughs> Things are a little different here. We, <laughs> bath time count. <laughs> I see. So you want to. <laughs> oh, I fully expect to. <clears throat> Sooner rather than later. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, but still fundamentally I'm raising my children to be Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and I fully expect that they're going to walk with the Lord and I'm praying that the Lord blesses my wife and I's faithfulness mm-hmm. in that task. Um, that's necessary. We're sold out for it. We want to be faithful. Yeah. So part of this connects with the, uh, um, ACU is a yeah. African Christian university is, is, um, is a classical um, yes, it's, university. That's I mean, right. Um, you know, some distinctives a little bit. Um, you know, uh, aiming at a little bit more uh, vocational and and agricultural direction sure. than in New St Andrews College. But in many respects, we're very like minded. Absolutely, is that correct? Yes. So yes, um, ACU has four degree programs: agriculture, theology, business, and education. Right. All of them approach from a classical liberal arts perspective. Right. And our goal is to build virtuous critical thinkers who can build culture for the glory of Christ. Yeah. You know, right. Um, that's the goal. So right. very similar to what new St. Andrews is doing over here. Um, and mm. yeah, it's a, it's a big task. Um, uh, you know, it's interesting. One of the things I, I've, I've heard quite a lot while I've been here is this idea of repairing the ruins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in Zambia, we don't even have ruins to repair. <laughs> mm. Um, that means we're, we're, we're really starting from ground zero. Mm. We're trying to build something that's never been built there before. Mm. Um, and that excites me a um, great deal. Well, uh, so wait, how long has Zambia been a, a, a nation even before, because uh, you mentioned earlier that Zambia broke free of kind of the British colonization in yes. like 1963 or four or something yes, like that. Yes, How long has Zambia been a nation before that? Wow, um, man. I've got to say quite a year before that. You could easily say, I don't know, Several decades, half a century, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is what I is what I'd point. Not, to. But not, but it, not much older than that. 
No, not much older than that. In fact, what, even it? sort of the lines of what made Zambia, Zambia is interesting. Um, mm. Because during colonialism, Zambia was known as Northern Rhodesia. Okay. Um, Zimbabwe was considered Southern Rhodesia. Um, and that was, mm. you know, that was a colony of the British Empire. So even in terms of where you'd have drawn the lines of where Zambia is today, a lot of that only came up during um, British colonialism. So by the time Zambia is kind of forming in, into its own nation, yeah. in America, you have black people getting the, ch- getting the chance to vote for the first time. Right. Well, not really the first time, but they're removing some yeah. of the restrictions away from yeah. uh, the first Civil Rights Act right. um, in the 1800, late 1800s. So you got this kind of trajectory sure. going the same direction with yes. Zambia. And then, uh, but is it actually, is it, is, you know what I mean? Question. Yeah. Yeah, that's such an important question. I'd say it wasn't exactly the same thing. Mm. Um, I think it seems to me that America actually had, for example, a constitution to appeal to. Um, Mm. There was an appeal for equal rights, you know. In in Zambia, that was not exactly the case. Um, And I say that because, you know, in the post-colonial era, there was a heavy embrace of communism. You know, mm. um, after 63, 64, 64 okay. yeah. several African states uh, bought into Marxism, communism, you know, because they believed those ideas to be a safeguard against colonialism repeating itself. Mm. That's sort of how it was sold to them. Um, yeah. And in, in, in my mind, if we're really honest, I think a lot of African leaders just saw an opportunity to gain power. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and right. I think co- communism sort of gave them uh, what they needed in order to do that. And so, you know, one of the things I I often like to say is that I think many African countries are quite ignorant of what true freedom is because I think they've equated freedom to an emancipation from whiteness and Western thought mm. as opposed to an emancipation from immorality and, and tyranny. Mm-hmm. A good distinction. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's important to note because now you have many African countries who are actually under tyrannical governments, but they don't recognize it as tyranny because it's not it's white not people white. Yeah. who are, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. It's um, cloaked, huh? Yes. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Um, and so that sort of, you know, anti-white rhetoric is, it can, can be pretty deep there as well. So, what, so what then it, with classical education yeah. coming in, how is it, <laughs> you guys are obviously seen as the bad guys. Yeah. Right. Did, did or, your parents, or are you? Did your parents classically educate you? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd say I was semi-classically <laughs> classic, yeah. educated mm-hmm. um, for much of my life, actually. Um, and I think that that stems from my parents embracing a good, solid Christian reformed theology mm-hmm. um, and a right understanding of truth. Because wow. wow. uh, here's the thing. Truth transcends ethnicity. It right. transcends nationality. Um, it transcends the things that would otherwise distinguish people from one another. Um, and that's why we can be in this room, the four of us, and we have a lot more in common with each other than we would with our own ethnic kin. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and so, you know, when you think of something like the classical liberal arts, um, that's not just something that's Western. Um, it's something that appeals to all people who are made in God's image. Um, and I think all people need it, really. Um, mm. And that's, I I, de- I think Asper- Africa needs classical Christian education. So so basically, um, is Zambia like dealing with like CRT? 
you know, kind of yeah. critical race theory? Yeah, that's a great Is that question. happening? So it wouldn't be called CRT. I mean, I think some of the history that I've already referred to is going to be important to sort of explain what I'm saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, post-colonial theory, which is sort of considered the first application of postmodernism, took root in Africa pretty much before anywhere else, mm. um, which is where you've, get, you've got your anti-white, um, anti-Western sort of thinking. Um, and because of that, um, Africans would be exposed to ideas like CRT and they recognize it as something that they've already embraced. Mm. Um, like, you know, I'm sure you remember when, you know, after George Floyd was killed <clears throat> and everyone did the whole black square thing on social media, mm. you'd be surprised to know how many Africans were involved in that and posted black squares as well, who are very sympathetic towards things like Black Lives Matter. Um, I think um, Vodi was here with you guys at some point, and I think he had told you as well how many Africans think that police brutality in the United States is far worse than, mm. you know, that part of the world, which is a joke to say the least, <laughs> you know? Um, oh, wow. I mean, this is going to sound controversial, um, but I personally thought that the way the police handed the whole, the whole George Floyd thing. I wish our cops would treat us with that much respect. Mm. Oh, clip it. Uh Oh, yeah. <laughs> whoa. It, wow. I ain't never coming to Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that now. Like, y'all tell me how it go. All right. Not like I'm staying in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be there either. Take my chances. But that's just, that's, just, that's just how radical the difference is between the police treatment. Yeah, it, it is. And again, in fact, here's the interesting thing. It, it kind of shows you uh, like the difference between the cultural heritage that we have. Um, America has a cultural heritage anchored in Christianity where you value the image of God in people. Um, Africans are still learning what that even is. Mm. And so to treat someone with dignity um, is mm. something that's valued here that I think people there are still learning to, to comprehend. I don't remember if it was Vodi or if it was someone else who was talking to us about this, but I think even just during COVID, yeah. I think we were talking, maybe it was Vodi, but um, like just the way that COVID restrictions were handled. I mean, yeah. I mean, as bad as they were here, sure. I think, I think I heard that, you know, some of the enforcement and stuff right. like that was, you know, pretty, pretty off the chain. Yeah, no, it was. And, and here's the interesting thing. Again, I think most Africans didn't even really bat an eye hmm. because they're already used to having to submit to a totalitarian government of sort. It, hmm. in, in a way, COVID really wasn't a controversy in that part of the world. Hmm. You know, um, it needed to be, but it wasn't. Interesting. Why did it need to be? Well, because they're free people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's really it. That's really yeah. what it boils down to. Yeah. They're human beings they're made, human the image made the image of God. Every Amen. nation should have said, you know, no, yeah. we're humans. You don't get to tell us when and where to yeah. work and who. Yeah. I can't have yeah. grandma over my, the house. My health care decisions chores. are between me and my wife and my kids. <laughs> right. And that's exactly it. And they're not under the jurisdiction of, a, of the yeah. civil government. Cause yeah. the enemy. There Absolutely. we go. I said it. It was fascinating to me how some Italian scientific doctor guy <laughs> had influence halfway across the world. Wow. You know. <laughs> Bro, that, that, that's that, like, yeah. I'm sorry. That, I like, I please forgive uh, uh, on behalf of Fauci. Please forgive <laughs> what we just did. Like I didn't say his name. Guys. Like, uh, no, America, like he made it very racial. We, we, yeah, <laughs> <The> Italian. <laughs> so you know, you know, it's funny as you were talking. I'm thinking about, and it's funny. Vody had the same kind of attitude. 
but we are over here in the ruins and we're lamenting the ruins. Yeah. You guys are seeing the ruins and be like, oh my goodness, you guys have great soil. <laughs> you yeah. have great soil. Build on this. And we're like, it's Absolutely. all ruined. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Ruins yeah. is a good place to build. Yeah. yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Because there is still a conscience that we, even our non-Christian Republican rhinos yes. have a have a morality that's been built well, into yeah. them. It, but even the crazy leftists, even our left, right. are, are they still to, they still talk about right and wrong. They still right. talk about humanity, and even sure. though it's all twisted and yeah. screwed up, up, I mean yeah. that's even that's the ruins. Yes, yeah, that that heritage is so fundamental. It's a blessing. All right, mm. I'm, I'm going to read this. Ad. Our, our heritage, uh, yeah. your heritage. Yeah, I'm going to read mm. this out, and then uh, wow. one of you guys can. I, I got it. All right, are it. you subscribed to our cross politic email list? If you're not, you really should be. Being subscribed to our email list means you won't miss any updates about CrossPolitik or the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. You'll hear about what's on the schedule for the week, live events, conference updates, rowdy Christian merch, updates from other shows within the network, and you'll hear from sponsors of the show as they seek to take dominion for God's kingdom in the business world. So to subscribe today, simply enter your email address at the bottom of the page at FightLaughFeast.com. So go to FightLaughFeast.com, scroll down, uh, find that place where you can enter your email address. Um, again, that's FightLaughFeast.com. And don't miss any announcements what's what's going on with CrossPolitik and Fight Laugh Feast. Um, I want to ask a question. You, you, <laughs> um, are, you're excited about the ruins. Yes. Um, you know, kind of to Knox's uh, point, like we're kind of lamenting in our ruins. Right. So, you know, being in Zambia, in some sense, you're kind of saying it's like a clearing slate a little bit. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so where do you start building? Mm. We build exactly where America built, right? Which is Christianity. It's the word of God. It's truth. Um, th th that's Would where- Would you build a nation? Absolutely. Oh. You know. Um, okay. And- <laughs> With the Bible. Oh, okay. I just thought his kingdom is not of this world, and you kind of mix the two things together there, Lennox. You know? I don't know if you know that. Our, our king wants to be lord over a lot more than just people's hearts. Oh, Amen. Uh -oh. That's exactly uh -oh. right. Amen. So, like, what are what are some of, like, the practical, you know, people are listening in, and, you know, what are some of the practical things that they start, you know, in the ruins, where do you start building? Hmm. If you have no ruins. Or if you have so no ruins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, First and foremost, it would start with the gospel, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, that's where everything has to begin. Amen. Right? Um, and then after that, it's really just discipling people, discipling nations, teaching them what it means to live all of life to the glory of God. Um, and just doing that consistently, doing that repeatedly, doing that with patience, doing that with grace. Um, th that's what that looks like. Mm. Um, you know, the Bible has influenced some of the greatest institutions in this world. Um, and I think if we really believed what the Bible is and what it achieves, what it can do, what it continues to do to this day, I think we'd see a lot more flourishing. You know, you um, had, you, you mentioned earlier, ACU has four majors, right? Agriculture, Agriculture theology, theology, business, business, education, education. Mm. And I think a lot of Christians get, Theology and education, sure. But they're like, whoa, yeah, bi business and agriculture, <laughs> sure. So, but why? Uh, why does a yeah. classical Christian liberal arts college have a major in agriculture, right? Business. 
Well, I mean, I don't want this to sound too corny, but the truth is Christ is sovereign even over business and agriculture. <laughs> yes. um, they are principles in God's word that tells us how, how to tell us how to be good stewards of everything he has given us. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the soil that we're called to cultivate mm. or the financial resources that we're called to, to grow. Um, we have many biblical references that we can point to that teach us the principles of what it looks like to steward these things. And all of it is part of what it looks like to be good stewards of God's kingdom, you know? Um, and, you know, as Kuiper had said, there's not a square inch over this um, universe, over all things That's of which right. Christ has not cried mine. He just, so, he just, agriculture. Kuiper. I mean, Kuiper. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> but, but Kuiper was a white European. <laughs> He's culture appropriating. What what do you you think, like strategically, over the next, you know, twenty years? uh, I mean, you're what, thirty five or something? Thirty, thirty five, thirty, thirty. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of over the next twenty. Wisdom you see on them. You know, forty years. That'd be really important um, for Zambia to build uh, the church. The church is Zambia to be built. Can I take your question? Add to it. What are you going to hand your kids? Yeah. In the next forty years. That's such a good question. Um, I, I see the importance of building distinctly Christian institutions. Um, I think when you can build institutions, you actually have something very tangible to hand down. Um, you have a multi, multi-generational heritage to hand down mm-hmm. to people. So building, building institutions, institutions like the African Christian University. Mm-hmm. Um, so building schools, mm-hmm. building you know, businesses, uh, building farms, you name it, um, building an entire culture dictated by biblical values that are living according to a biblical ethos. Um, but to get directly to your question, Gabe, while we're building those institutions, two things I see that are very strategic, and I see those kinds of things being applied here as well, are media and education. You know, mm. um, Through education, you can pretty much shift how our mm. culture thinks. Yeah, we've seen that. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, ain't lying. <laughs> yeah, right. Absolutely. Right. And I think media also goes a long way. The things that people consume, mm. a way of entertainment, right. um, have a great influence on, on what people think. Mm. Um, and, and I think if we can harness those two things, um, the next few decades um, would be, we'd see a lot of success. Now, Zambia is officially a Christian nation. Right. At least the preamble of the constitution says that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. I understand. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of great things in our constitution yeah. too. Right. <laughs> right. You know, something, and this is sort of worth um, noting. I think the fact that Zambia actually considers itself a Christian nation, if you ask the average Zambian, they'll uh, tell you, oh yeah, we're a Christian nation. We're a Christian definitely. nation. Yeah. Now it's true that that's you know, only sort of, it's a nominal thing. Right. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But it does but give us, a, it. yes, yeah. and it gives us an opportunity to teach them what that right. means, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Um, so I, um, I absolutely love that, and and I think it does give us an opportunity that we need to seize. Yeah. So is, Lennox is in favor of Christian nominalism. Is, <laughs> is, That's um, not what he said. He said it helps. Are, yeah, I know, I know. are the people hungry in Zambia, or are they apathetic? Mm. Like, I mean, are they like America, where we're just like, yeah, sure, COVID happened, yeah, yeah. We're a Christian um, nation. Yeah. There's a lot to be excited about. You know, re- re- ref- the first reformed churches to be built in Zambia, that started in Zambia, confessional reformed churches, um, only touching 40 years now. And in that time, I think over 60 churches have been built. 
Wow. Um, which means, I mean, I sometimes think we're in some sort of a reformation and revival and we don't really yeah. know it because we're just mm, you in, know, it. in the, in yeah. it, you know? mm. um, that's and, incredible in 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. It, How it many is churches? Incredible. Over 60. 60. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and, and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, and you know, in Zambia, what really excites me, I don't you know this, but much of the population in Zambia are young people, you know, mm-hmm. under the age of 35, I believe. Mm. And these guys are also catching on to this and they're embracing it and they're hungry to grow and learn. Um, and so, yeah, I would say people are quite hungry there and we're very excited for what that looks like going forward. What's the replacement? numbers look like so you got a lot of young people there yeah, so sure. the replacement numbers high are they having lots of kids and or what does that look is marriage happening what's the yeah good question i think i think you'll kind of see statistics vary across economic lines mm-hmm. interesting enough it's low income communities that are having more kids mm. um which i mean the unfortunate thing this will interest you you know abortion has been legal in zambia since 1972 Mm. Mm. Planned Parenthood have been in Zambia since 1972. Wow. Mm. Um, Zambia kills 5% of its population every single year. What number number is that? 20 million? 20 million people in Zambia. Um, 20 million every year. So no, a million every year. A million every year. Okay, so you killed about 20 million since 1972. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... It's and, and and what's sort of being marketed to low income communities there is, you know, if you can if you can neutralize your fertility levels, you might have a chance to alleviate your poverty. Right. Uh-huh. So they, they they tie poverty to fertility. Yeah. Um, which I mean, is the work of the devil, to say the least. Wow. <laughs> um, right, yeah. right. So I think, though, I mean, again, so so they would they would have the highest fertility rates in Zambia, generally speaking. But I think that's ch- shifting very quickly. Hmm. Um, but I guess because of modernity and a bunch of things, um, you you definitely see these aggressive efforts towards a depopulation, even in Zambia. What's the, I mean, how wicked is our nation? Right. Oh yeah. Going over to Zambia to kill babies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Like that's America. Right. Yeah. Like our sins are so transcend so well, far beyond our country. That's yeah. actually well, we, and we've done that in so many countries. So many countries. It's so not many just countries. Yeah. yeah. We've I, we've taken our we've taken our sins everywhere. Well, that's yeah. what I was going to I mean, you're able to you're back and forth, you see both sides and you have a chance to out, you know, you're a marketing specialist too. Yeah. So you see kind of the whole playing field. That's your job, is to yes. see the whole playing field and yes. know the plays that are being run to get attention and to grow. Right. What are some of the things that you see that progressives from America are exporting to Zambia? Yeah. Um that's a great question. Um, Outside man. of the abortion stuff. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they're, they don't like y'all living. Yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Margaret Sanger. But, but she after us. Yeah. Um, I mean, you name it. Feminism. The whole kit and caboodle. You know, um, everything you can think the left is trying to do here. Um, in fact, I like to sometimes refer to Africa as a laboratory of leftist propaganda. Mm. You know, I mean, if you think about 1972, you know, that's, that's even before Roe v. Wade. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and so to some degree, and I do need to make this important caveat, Africans sin too. <laughs> sure. And so a lot of these sins are not necessarily peculiar or exclusive to the Western world. And I think South Africa um, is an example of that. I think South Africa was, I think, top three countries to legalize homosexual marriage in the world. Mm. Right. And that was under a black government. Right. 
mm. an African government. And so it kind of shows you that sin really has affected every country in the mm. world. Um, all humanity has this proclivity towards sin and wanting to transgress the law of God. Yeah. Um, and I think what the, what the West has done is just sort of given the marketing tools to propagate this and, yeah. um, mm. you know, yeah. Uh, it's sort of a catalyst to make this go faster, you know? I was thinking of that a little bit actually earlier yeah. when you said that a number of African nations have embraced communism and socialism. Yeah. That's right. And I thought to myself, the first thing that thought to my, like, occurred to me was like, like, like the rest of the world. Yeah. Like, like, mm-hmm. like it's like there's a sense in which yeah. like, you know, that does kind of reaffirm like yes. we're all fallen yes. in Adam. And yes. so we sin the same ways. Sure. And so this, and, and we think that, uh, I mean, I think envy drives right. so much of and and oh, man, yes. uh, uh, of of the appeal to yeah. socialism, co- communism, yes. and it's like, you know, welcome to Adam's <laughs> progeny, welcome to Absolutely. you know Adam's fall, and so Absolutely. it doesn't matter if you're Western, yep. Eastern, African, yep. South American, whatever. Yep, like that, the devil will get you with the same offer. Yep. Absolutely, um, you know, victimhood yes. is something that's yeah idolized yes. at this point, right? Um, in fact, I think it, that's sort of the premise that, you know, African political leaders use to continue to enslave people there. Because uh, if you're... Just, if, just if, kind if, of another colonialism. Yeah, right? it is. Because, I mean, victims <laughs> wow. don't really do anything. Yeah. Right? They believe that they're perpetually oppressed. Right. And are perpetually in need of some sort of a savior. Right. And at that point, you insert the state. Yes. The state sort of sells itself as, right. you know, we will be your savior. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that's very dangerous. And I think one of the reasons why Africa, by and large, is still very poor is because you have people who have bought into a worldview that really cripples their ability to flourish, you know. How does it do that? Yeah. Um, well, again, I mean, if, if, if you're consistently dependent on the state to give you anything, mm. you don't have much incentive to get up and work, mm. you know. I think I think of the same thing. I, I, I mentioned this last week. We, were, we talked to um, Jeff Durbin and Luke Pearson down in Apologia. Right. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about women um, being considered always victims sure. when it comes to abortion sure. rather than um, them um, being given what I, I like to call the dignity of guilt. Mm. <laughs> the dignity of guilt, which, right. which means that like nice. w- yeah. when I say that someone, that you have yeah. done something and that it was wrong and that you were guilty of it, yes. it it's, it's not simply condemnation it's right. actually also giving you um the power of agency absolutely you're a human being who acted and you acted bad and, right. and, you, and so that your actions matter yes and so then taking responsibility is a step in you know repentance and so on but that's the yes. beginning of recognizing agency and power yes. and like you can actually act in ways that do harm or yep. good yeah Exactly. And, and so it seems like there's a, there's a, yeah. it's applicable there too. No, absolutely. In fact, the word you use there, responsibility, is such an important word. Right. Um, victimhood absolves people, at least in their minds, yeah. mm. you know, from thinking they need to take personal responsibility. Right. That their uh, actions matter. Yes. Or even for their own sins. Right. Right. You know? Right. Um, I love how you put it there. The dignity of guilt. You know, d- of guilt. Yeah. Um, that, that, that can be a very healthy thing. Right. You know? Right. Um, and I think the degree to which people can actually take personal responsibility for what the Lord has given them, um, they will flourish. Right. You know? Um, but death and a culture of death 
is tied to a culture of irresponsibility, mm. right? Um, mm-hmm. This is Adam's heritage. Right. When he failed to assume personal responsibility for his wife, right. for his garden, everything died. Right. You know? Right. Mm. Um, and so there is life when, you know, uh, it seems like take personal responsibility. It, it, it seems like, you know, I think, I think it was, I think it was John Milton in paradise lost who actually sort of, you know, he's, he's commenting on the whole story yeah. of the fall and, and, yeah. and he's inserting some edit, edit you know, a lot of editorial sure. actually. Yeah. Um, and, and, um, but it was his, um, suggestion in paradise lost that, that Adam knew that the penalty for sin was death and that when his wife had eaten, he yeah. despaired in right. particular and mm. believed it was too late mm. and then decided to die with her. Mm. So that's sort of his, his take right. on it. He, right. It's too late. We're going to die. She's going to die. And I don't want to live in a world without her. Maybe there's some selfishness there. Maybe it's just despair. And so yeah. it's sort of a suicidal, yep. you know, I'll find him that I'm eating with her. Right. Um, which is, which I think at the very least it resonates with, yeah. human nature. Yeah. Um, you know, it doesn't have to have been that only, but it could have been that in part. Yeah. And that there's this, this notion of it's so bad. It's so horrible. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. And then you flop. It's sort of the great, yep. the great soccer flop of, you know, the, oh, man. and there's, so good. there's nothing that I can do about this. Yeah. Um, rather than yeah. doing what we know he should have done. And we know what he should have done because yeah. it's what Jesus did. Yes. Which was, which was taking his wife would send to God and, saying my wife is sinned. It was my responsibility. Please let me die instead of her. Right. But it's interesting because that also begins because Adam lost sight of who God was in that. Moment. Amen. That's right. And because he lost sight of who God was, even his own idea of who he was, yeah. was tarnished. That's right. And so he didn't know what to do I right. guess, in that, you know, right. yeah. um, in that moment. Right. He didn't understand his patriarchal power yes. <laughs> and influence. Oh, that's good. You know, um, yeah. In that, in that moment. Yes. Of taking responsibility, Absolutely. like take responsibility yes. and, and in particular use your strength. Yes. Sacrificially. Yes. For the good of those that God has entrusted yes. to you. I, I think yeah. one of the things we don't, we're not going to talk about this today, but I know the, what's the, what's the guy's name? It just went viral. Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. Yeah. Have you seen this yes, viral song going on? You know, it's, and, yeah. and uh, sort of this, you know, anthem of, you know, the, um, I don't know, the common man. Right. And, yeah. and, yeah, and, right. and, and there's something there that's, very raw and resonates yeah. with, I think, many of us. New right. world, in, in, old soul. In different respects. <laughs> yeah. And so there's yeah. part of me that is very, very sympathetic and, you know, Psalm reading the Psalm and yeah. all the rest of it. And I'm hoping, I pray that, you know, he's, he's a faithful Christian and right. being discipled by good men and stuff. Yeah. I, at the same time, I also think in the whole manosphere and, and in yeah. some of this, this world, there, there's, there, there's not a little bit of a temptation sure. to a similar kind of, I'm a victim. Yeah. <laughs> of everybody. Yeah. Right. I'm a victim of the state. I'm a yep. victim of, you know, boomers. Yep. I'm a victim of women. I'm mm. a victim of, you know, socialism. I'm sure. a victim of all, you know, all these things. Yeah. And, and again, there's a place for a kind of a right. raw cry of agony. Sure. Yeah. There's Psalms about that. Sure. Help God. Yeah. There's, you know, they're, they're, they're screwing me all day long. Help, right. help me. Yeah. Right. Um, but then at the end of that raw cry yeah. needs to be a man who follow, gets up yes. and follows Jesus yeah. absolutely, and, and takes responsibility yes. for a whole bunch of mess yes. he didn't make. Yes. A whole bunch of stuff that a bunch of other people made yeah. and not just say, that's not my fault. That's not my fault. I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Yeah. You know, it's interesting when you had asked me earlier, Gabe, about 
things that will be crucial to building a distinctly Christian culture in Zambia. Yep. Um, I talked about building institutions, but one thing I should have mentioned as well is the necessity of building men, mm. you know, mm. um, healthy societies are built by strong, godly, masculine men. Mm. Um, and if you can sort that problem out, mm. you know, you just use almost everything else gets sorted up, sorted out because men then just assume responsibility for things. Um, when men understand who they are before God, they love their wives. They, they raise their children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Mm-hmm. They, they, they take responsibility for the spaces and opportunities and everything that God gives to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the messes. Yes. The, and that's, and that's the right. messes. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Because they're theirs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, because, <laughs> because, I mean, yeah, because in many respects, they happened on our watch. That's absolutely. Even if we were not personally guilty for every detail yes. of it. Yeah. But then fundamentally, because that's what Christ did. Exactly. I mean, Christ comes into yeah. a world that he didn't wreck. Right. And we get this. Like, if you ever go to Wendy's and you slip on the floor, like, <laughs> well, you don't you, you don't say the employee's name. Like, Wendy's, they taking care of their flow. <laughs> like, Wendy wasn't even there. <laughs> you know, we, get, we understand culturally yeah, how this sure. works. We understand the, sure. the federal relationship of things. Right. We just act like we don't. Can you stick around for a little bit or do you have to run? I, I'm here for as long as you Okay, need I want to talk a little bit more about classical education um, and yeah. kind of how it works in the African nation and sure. other nations yeah. and yeah. the yeah. distinctions yeah. between yeah. those. Yeah. And, and maybe a little more Christian nationalism too. I'm going okay. to have to run. You're going to have to run. I'll, but I'll listen to this later and, okay. I, and I'll, I'll send you a report card on how you do. I love it. Your <laughs> substack, where can people, because your Substack is loaded. Where can yeah. people find your Substack? Yeah. If you just look for Lennox Califungo at substack.com, you should be able to see me on He's on Califungo is spelled K-A-L-I-F-U-N-G-W-A. And he's on, you're on Twitter too, right? And I'm on Twitter too. Okay. So Califungo with a K. All right. Brother, stick around. We're going to talk some more. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have you some kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. It is the duty of the free man to resist tyranny at every turn. Every man will either watch his freedom stripped away or take action to protect what he loves. Introducing the A3, the newest revolutionary body armor from Armored Republic. The A3 is the new standard for lightweight multi-hit body armor. A3 plates are incredibly light at 4.6 pounds. The patented design captures fragmentation while remaining multi-hit capable. The A3 will stop up to M80 ball, yet comes in at only 0.7 inches thick. The A3 is the thinnest NIJ.06 compliant or certified composite standalone plate that includes the drop test. The A3 is the first of its kind, patent pending, that combines an alloy strike face with polyethylene backing, revolutionizing body armor technology by providing strength and durability while remaining sleek and maneuverable. The A3 is the new standard in lightweight body armor. The fight against tyranny just got stronger.